And I remember when grandmother was like, okay, the only thing that is wrong here is your expectations. Uh. Nothing else. Because she is perfect. She is precious. Just different than you. Uh That's it. That's it. But every single person is different because every single person have their own path. So she already, her soul made uh, decisions and and some paths. um, And uh, that path is sacred and it's nothing to do with you. And it's perfect. And she is learning in her own way. So the only thing that you have to do here is love her, support her, and enjoy her. Mm. And I was like, what? No way. I was just, you know, crying of gratitude because I was feeling, not just thinking, but really feeling that message and that Mm. those words were like, you know, a, a, a huge honey for my heart and yeah reconcile everything that I was fighting in and I I just saw my fear everything was about my fear so the medicine moved me and and that happened happens a lot I I couldn't be in a healthy position now with a 19 years old girl without the medicine Welcome back. My name's Mackenzie. I'm your host and the mama of the Mama Psychedelia podcast. If you are not yet familiar, this is a space for the exploration of the psychedelic nature of mothering. That being one of expansion, initiation, awareness, presence, and attunement. This is a space for the upliftment of ceremony, ritual, entheogenic allies, and the intuitive realms of every stage of parenthood. From preconception, postpartum, familial rites of passage, reconciliation, birth, death, and beyond. This is a home for enriching conversations that center intuition, ancestral guidance, and medicines of the earth. This is not a space to persuade, prescribe, or preach. We are not licensed medical or mental health professionals. Nothing said here is medical advice. We don't promote or advocate for the use of illegal substances, but simply wish to hold space for education, destigmatization, harm reduction, and medicine work that have long histories of use in cultures worldwide. Together, we will receive stories from parents, healers, birth keepers, and ceremonial facilitators. Get ready to open your hearts to the wisdom of these radical sovereign souls that invite us into their journeys of healing, magic, and transformation. No need to fear. No need to fear. Oh 
psychedelia this conversation is shared with a beautiful medicine woman so dear to my heart named Luna Itzel who is a Mexican woman based in Baja Mexico and she's been in Ayahuasca for 20 years she is truly a sensational vocal talent. This woman has the voice of an angel. And she is often accompanied by her sweet, loving husband, Elder, in most of their musical endeavors, which has been across Mexico and in many ceremonies in various parts of the world. She's a mother of a 19-year-old daughter. Luna has one of the brightest hearts I've come to know in this life so far. (laughs) Her service and ceremony is remarkable. The weaving of her song medicine with the sacred medicine of Abuelita Ayahuasca, this medicine of the Amazon, the divine healing space that she creates for all who join her in this ceremonial space to truly remember who we are. In this conversation, Luna tells us about her journey of coming to plant medicine in her early 30s, and this was to heal her own fertility and many of her own mental, physical, and emotional disturbances at the time. She tells us how That journey led her into motherhood and medicine work as a life path. She shares pieces of several sacred medicines of the earth in this episode and their individual spirits living a ceremonial life in reverence of creator and how this has served her in her 19 years of mothering. What she shares here with us is truly such a blessing to anyone entering parenthood or those that may be parents already that need a reminder amongst the challenging times of what truly matters. She tells us about her father's influence and entering medicine space for the first time, some of his own journey as a young man in Oaxaca, Mexico, as well as her thoughts on mothers sitting in ceremony throughout their pregnancies. This is one that you truly don't want to miss. And I just want to say thank you to Luna for walking me back home in some of my most transformational, vulnerable moments thus far in my adult life. She's been such a profound influence. So thank you, Luna, for sharing with us all your soul's wisdom. Hello, everyone. 
It is such a privilege to be here today with a dear medicine woman in my life, Luna Itzel. And yes, Luna and I met, I believe, when I was 20 years old. And we sat in my very first ayahuasca ceremony together. And it has been such a, a gift in my life to grow and, and transform in many ways alongside you and for you to, yeah, have been an usher on that, on that journey and, and a guide. And yes, the woman that I look up to very much. So thank you so much for being with me here today. Thank you. Wow. What an honor, Mackenzie. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I have that that gift, that uh, great honor to share this this medicine, this medicine for the soul, for the heart, for the body that I really love because it's just helping to fix my life since 20 years ago. I started to know and to work with this beautiful medicine. And since then, just, uh, yeah, just an honor, an honor. Mm. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yes, I would love to, to start off, yeah, firstly, by you sharing a little bit about, you know, who you are and, and your path, uh, you know, with this medicine and, and also, you know, with your music and, and your own motherhood journey. So maybe we will start there. And if you want to speak at all to what led you to the path that you're on now. Yeah, well, it's funny because that uh, is exactly the point that uh, guided me to the medicine uh, is because I couldn't get pregnant. Uh, so I was um, very, like, confused and very sad and, you know, like, broken inside because a um, few years, years earlier, we lost, a, we had a lost, we, we lost a baby. And it was very hard because this baby was six months uh, mm. In, in in the pregnancy and then I was pretty young as well at that point and the doctor said don't don't you don't worry you will get pregnant immediately after this and everything so but that never happened again so I was really really like starting to starting to get sick in all um, the levels uh, in in my in my emotions, in my soul, in my body, and of course you don't feel okay, so you cannot really build um, healthy relationships. Huh. So after this was like we were uh, ten years married at that point, and yeah, we were in a big, big, huge crisis almost getting to the point of divorce. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> it's funny because it was my father who told me about the medicine. Wow. 
wow. because I was getting some surgeries already and there uh, this a new surgery more um, was coming and my father said you know what I think that you should go deeper you should go and, and look for the sacred medicine um, I think it's your time and I was like 33 years old at that point Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, we we found the medicine or the medicine found me and found us. And I started to 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 have this work of my uh, inner chaos, you know, my inner world, which was on fire, <laughs> was a, a huge fire happening inside. So um, this was very powerful, very deep and very beautiful healings. And I was like, I, when is the next ceremony? When is the next ceremony? When is the next ceremony? You know, I was there almost every month. <coughs> and my, I'm sorry. And my, my prayer was that I want to get pregnant. I want to be a mother. So, uh, after one year and a half, I yeah, I had this dream. It was a very beautiful dream that I um uh, I saw that I was in, in front of a beautiful fountain, four levels, and full of beautiful and clear and pure water. So I was walking, getting to the fount fountain. Yep, fountain. Fountain. Uh, gracias. Um, and then I started to go up in each each level. And in the in the top one, in the littlest one, uh, I was like, okay, what what is in here? That was the source of water, right? The place where the water was coming from. So I, I looked at that place and I saw these four hummingbirds that were in the water die they were uh, in each direction and then uh, I was like wow these hummingbirds are beautiful but they're dead so I, I took one with my hands and took it out of the water and in the moment that the hummingbird was um, touching the air life was coming back to to the hummingbird so he was like flying and then i was i took another one and was the same so for the four directions directions was so beautiful and with that dream i just knew that i had this uh something is something about new life is coming and maybe this is related with pregnancy and then I actually asked for a ceremony, for a special ceremony to pray for my, for my wound, for my life, for, for my soul, my heart. And this ceremony was so magical, so, so precious that there was like 30 people, 35 people supporting the ceremony. And the intention for the ceremony was just to pray for me. Wow. And, uh, 
yeah, I had a, a very, very dark experience that night. Actually, it was like something very, very hard to go through. But the, some people, like three or four people said that a beautiful baby girl was uh, showing up in the fire. And that she said that she was ready and waiting for her mother to be ready uh -huh. to receive. So, uh, yeah, that was huge. That was uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, all what happened inside of me, I think that ceremony really mm, cleaned and healed everything that needed to be removed and cleaned for me to be ready to receive another life, you know, a, a baby. <coughs> that day <coughs> was um, a day of Mother Earth's energy in the Mayan count of time. And the name of that day is Ish. In the Mayan, <coughs> Maya Kiche, in the tradition of Mayan, Um, in Guatemala, not the cosmic one, but the other one, the traditional. And this day is named Ish. It's uh, the vibration of that day. And we mantralized that, that word, Ish. Uh, we did it 13 times and was really powerful because there was a lot of people. So we did this like an offering for that day and for the energy of Mother Earth because we were asking for a woman to be a mother. And then uh, when my baby was born in her central energy was an ish day as well. Wow. So that is huge and that is beautiful. And uh, <clears throat> I, all, I am very sure that the medicine is just... Um, An unbelievable support for all what human beings need or or are, you know, to to help us to be in in a better vibration, to get what whatever we feel or whatever is our heart showing that we could get or work for. Yeah, that was very good. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I didn't actually know all of that myself. So, yeah, so beautiful to receive that. I felt chills as you were speaking about that ceremony. And, and wow, so I'm, I'm curious to know um, when you became pregnant after that ceremony and when you started serving the medicine yourself when you became an ayahuasquera? I, well, actually was 10 years later. Uh, we started in 2020. And, and the medicine... <laughs> came to our lives in 2010. So it was exactly 10 years later. And yeah, um, 
we we wasn't looking for that at all. But all those 10 years we were raising our child, our, our baby, um, I actually was, I started the vision quest before uh, before she was born. And um, I did two, two vision quests. I sit twice in the mountain with the, the fasting and silence and being by myself four days. And then, then the following year, seven days. And then Abril was born. And then um, I stopped because I just felt that she was my my vision. You know, she was my mountain. She was all what I needed. And she was just needing, yeah, to be home and being with her. And always bring her to the ceremonies. She was always with me in the INIP and in the um, sweat lodge and in the in the ceremonies in the mountain and everywhere. And then I went back to the vision quest when she was like seven years or something like that. And then I finished. I did the other two years when she was already running around and and actually in the in the supporting camp and everything so uh yeah it was was a, a totally changing uh change experience the way that we were working with the medicine when she came into our lives yeah amazing and you mentioned at the beginning that it was actually your, your father that sort of invited you to explore uh, working with Grandmother Ayahuasca. So I'm curious if, if that was a part of your life growing up, if that was a medicine that he used, or yeah, if there was this connection in your family to medicine work. Um, yeah, maybe you could share a little bit about that. Yes, of course. My father, um, the medicine that he found when he was like 20 years old was mushrooms, actually, sacred magic mushrooms in Oaxaca. In Oaxaca, in Mexico, uh, it's really, really considered a very sacred medicine and the communities there really respect the mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, so, um, my father got into this community in Oaxaca, in the mountains, in the, in the very high part of the mountains, in La Sierra. In this community where, uh, every year in the first, after the first rains, all the community goes together and harvest the medicine, the mushrooms, and everybody in the family take the medicine together. And children from eight years, uh, since eight years old, start to take their, their, the medicine for the first time. And they do it as a family, as a community, once a year, this first harvest. For them to keep health, being healthy and to keep having good relationships in between them. Uh-huh. And then they receive the people from outside the rest of the year. But the first harvest is for the family, for the community. 
expert, the children, the old people, everyone. So it's their, their medicine. It's real. It's the real medicine, not the medications. Not when you are sick, but the, the medicine for the soul, the medicine for, for the, the, the good connection with the creator, with the spirit of mm-hmm. life, which is the, the source of everything. So my father found this medicine and he um, healed um, a heart issue. So he was like, wow, this is not just for a journey. This is more than just a journey. So he broke my mom and they did uh, like four or five experiences, which was very beautiful experience, were very beautiful experiences for them. So when my brother and me, I am the oldest one, and then I have a brother four years younger than me. So my brother and I was always told how sacred is the medicine. And my father used to say, the medicine is not for everyone. I pray in this life for you to be the medicine. Mm. You know? uh, but you have to be good. You have to be careful. You have to be respectful because if you have that opportunity in this life, better to be good because if you are not good, then the medicine will, you know, be hard with you. So I grew up listening to these stories, beautiful stories about their journeys. And then, okay, if you want, who knows, maybe it's not for you. Maybe you will have never this opportunity, but if you do, better be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that that happened. And, and my father told me as well that I shouldn't be looking for uh-huh. the medicine. Uh, he said, you have to wait because if this is for you, it'll, it'll come easily. And if it's not, even if you found the medicine and if you eat the medicine, it's not going to be for you. So it was so magical and so like at the beginning weird, but then I just started to believe that. And uh, yeah, I never look for them or for the medicine until I really get sick and my father told me this. And this was about mushrooms. But just one year later, um, I we found this circle of people in Michoacán that they were doing this community that they were doing the the red rose, the Lakota tradition, but mixed with Mexico and mixed with medicines. So we were doing the vision quest and the inipis and the Sundance and everything and in the ceremonies. There was my first time with ayahuasca specifically, but with hikuri as well, and with San Pedro, and with Mama Coca, and with mushrooms and everything. And, and I learned that these precious medicines are um, allies in between them, and they love each other, and they're just like doors, different doors. So uh, maybe the size or the color uh, or the design of the door is different. But when you go through that door, 
then the place where you are getting is the same. Right. That dimension is the same, you know what I mean? So for me, it's no separation. For me, it's no fighting or nothing to be fear, fear about. It's all about love and supporting each other like the tobacco supports everyone. It's a friend, best friend of everyone. But uh, for me, always, always being respectful and being very careful with the amount of medicine, how the doses, uh, you can really, really um, have an approach to any medicine that calls you without fear. It'll be okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I love that visualization of the, you know, them all being friends and allies because I, I definitely feel that myself. But it's, yeah, it's beautiful to, to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious if you've ever um, explored working with any of these medicines with, um, well, I know, obviously, your your husband, you are both, you know, a, a duo, and, and you, you work with the medicine together, and, and being in ceremony with you both is just so magical. The, the music medicine that you bring as well is just like, yeah, transforms the whole experience. But I'm curious if you um, have sat in any form of ceremony or journey with any of your other family members, or if your daughter maybe has expressed any interest or anything like this, because I know we're all on our own paths. Yes, well, <clears throat> we, we've been always musicians. When we met, uh, which is uh, 30 years ago, we was already, I was already a singer and he was already a guitar player. So any, everything that we've been doing for living since we met is music. Yeah. And then the, the medicine came into our, our lives. And uh, I actually felt in one point that I was like in this point of my life that I, I felt like separated or in this uh what should I do? I have two options that I really love and that I I don't want to quit any of them, but I don't for me it was like these are two different worlds, two different kind of of lives. And then um I just kept kept doing both and in one mom- moment everything started to 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 mix in a beautiful way and all this was while Abril our daughter was growing up um, all this um, kind of in, in, inside conflict from myself that what am, what am I I <laughs> am I um, going to just do ceremonies or am, am I should I do more music and this? And uh, Abril grew up uh, 
singing and in circles and on stage and doing concerts because we've been doing a lot of good stuff in music as well. You know, very, yeah, I could even say a little popular in Mexico with TV shows and big, big concerts and radio stations play our music and traveling a lot with tours and everything. So that that was her life. And I think she started to feel not really comfortable with this thing about people asking, do you think like your mom? And she, mm -mm. and she sings beautiful and she likes to sing. But because of that, she was like, no, no, no. I'm going to do something totally different. And now she's 19. And in, in a few days, she will turn 19. And she is, uh, no, she doesn't want to do anything with the medicine path. And she doesn't want to do anything with music as well. She is more physical. She wants to do like, she wants to become in a physiotherapeut. How do you say that in English? Physiotherapist. Yeah, physiotherapist. And uh, yeah, she, she's in college now and she likes to, all, all what have to do with physical stuff. And I feel the same, you know, like for me, uh, that she feels like it's different, but at, this, at the end, it's uh, a wellness <laughs> but a healing different way, but uh, she's young still. But yes, she was like, no, I'm done with circles. I'm done with ceremonies. I don't want to No, you are crazy and your friends are crazy, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's totally perfect. Yeah. You know, like when we are of that age and, you know, anything our parents are doing, it's like, Woof, okay, we're doing the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> you never know if maybe yeah her time her time will come later on and and an opening will will happen you know it's very very likely that that, that possibility exists but you know what this is something that really really grandmother ayahuasca told me uh i've been as i am sharing the medicine i always have the opportunity to drink a little bit of medicine and when she needs to say something to me or i really i'm like asking for something she comes and you know and, sh and shows up and and really speak to me and and uh, i remember once i was like no i don't know like she abril was like 13 12 13 it's at heart age and I was like, no, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do with this girl. Help me, spirit, help me, abuelita, because this is like, she's so, I don't know what to do with her. And she's so, I don't know, different or whatever. And something's wrong or something like that, you know, from fear. <laughs> and I remember when grandmother was like, okay, the only thing that is wrong here is your expectations uh. nothing else because she is perfect she is precious just different than you uh -huh. that's it that's it but every single person is different because every single person have their own path so she already her soul 
made uh, decisions and and some paths um, and uh, that path is sacred and it's nothing to do with you and it's perfect and she is learning in her own way so the only thing that you have to do here is love her support her and enjoy her mm. and I was like what no way, I was just, you know, crying of gratitude because I was feeling, not just thinking, but really feeling that message and that mm. those words were like, you know, a, a, a huge honey for my heart and, yeah, reconcile everything that I was fighting in. And I, I just saw my fear. Everything was about my fear. So the medicine moved me. And, and that happen, happens a lot. I, I couldn't be in a healthy position now with a 19 years old girl without the medicine. Mm -hmm. you know, I understand why some mothers are like getting, you know, diabetes or heart attacks or things like that because it's like you start to fight with your fears and with everything that is different so the medicine is really really like hey 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 come back to your center and remember so for me it's an amazing support to be in motherhood to to really be able to build a, a healthy relationship with my daughter, even though it's not easy and have like challenges every day. But then I, ha I have the opportunity to come back to that center and remember, just love her, honor her, honor and respect her, no matter what. And I mean, no matter what. Not just when she's choosing or doing things that I like. No. When she's choosing and doing things that I don't, that is the point. So I am so, so grateful for this tool that Grandmother Ayahuasca uh, is in my life since 2010. I think I had no idea how much I was going to need this support in my path and now I'm like wow make me feel so humble I am the one who needed more <laughs> oh, so profound I appreciate that that reflection I was I was going to ask you at some point uh, during our conversation, you know, some some powerful messages that have come through the medicine that have applied to your mothering. And I think that one is so important because I, I think it's it's only natural for us to have children and to, you know, teach them our ways and, and the things that we love. And, and that's beautiful. And also to come to that acceptance that this human is on their own path. And I'm here to, you know, be hold their hand along the way. But, you know, they're not a, a little me, like, really. And so that's such a, a powerful 
um, a powerful thing that I think a lot of people listening will will really get a lot out of that message. And yeah, how how amazing of an ally to have in in your life. But when you're raising young people as well, to have this this medicine, this um, you know, this ally, but the spirit of ayahuasca really, I would love if you maybe spoke to that a little bit more, the her spirit of, of being this grandmother energy, because every experience that I've had, whether it's deep and dark and heavy or, or light and beautiful and magical, it feels like I'm being, I'm being held by, you know, her spirit and, and that no matter what, like she's got me. So maybe you could speak to to that a little bit of of where the grandmother um, idea comes from and and that spirit. <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, plants are our big brothers. I think they are here uh, because they really love humans and they really want to support humanity to uh, grow and to heal and to live because actually actually they're here for us to live they 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 give us so i mean almost everything food and and protection and materials for everything that we need comes from plants and every plant has different uh personalities or energies or medicines right and these sacred plants or uh, teacher plants are specifically this 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 energy this um this particular uh, ways and grandmother ayahuasca is ayahuasca's energy is the energy of uh, the feminine this medicine grows in the jungle and this medicine um, is a vine. So if you see it, it's by itself, it's like a snake, you know, it's like this, this um, feminine sensual design and, and movement by itself. It's different than the hickory, for example, that grows in the desert with no water, with espinas, um, spines, you know. ¿Cómo se dice espinas? Spikes. Spikes, uh ajá. And it's totally different, the energy by itself. It's not something that someone thought about it. It's real. It's like when we say they, because the sun is here, and that's true. It's not an interpretation. That's true. Yes. And then in the night, it's dark and cold. That's the truth. It's the same. And for me, uh, like I said, these different medicines are different doors. So this is the door of this feminine and sensual and full of, you know, full of movement, dance, uh, um, yeah, sensuality, colorful, and all this precious energy of this door. But then when we go through that, 
what we what we go to face is the source the the spirit the highest the highest of the, the, the creator the the one you know the one that lives inside of us actually as well inside of me inside of you inside of all of us and everything plants animals stones minerals water everything that exists have a little drop of god spirit creator source whatever you want to comfortable to call just names but we are recognizing this 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 higher energy that sustains the creation right so for for me when i drink or or take or eat the medicine i have to go through this door and then in the deepest part of the experience is always a creator inside of me that means my highest being self being the best version the flame of eternal love that habits inside of me so more and more i'm learning to be the way that i dream i want to be gentle with myself because i like gentleness mm-hmm. i want to speak in a sweet in a sweet way because i like sweetness i want to be uh you know respectful with myself because i love respect but i realized in some point that things that i dream or that i like are not familiar inside of me in the way that i treat myself right right that is a training that i've been doing all these 20 years with the medicine to change or to be aware in those uh you know different ways the way that i like or that i think that that would be wonderful and the way that i really do or think or talk to myself uh-huh. so yeah uh, i think even even with grandfather hikuri peyote which is desert and male and very like yeah masculine or hard or whatever you can find sweetness there as well and you can find strength and 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 and, and be and, and clear and just hard messaging in ayahuasca as well because everything have duality you can find everything everywhere but the main personality of each medicine yeah is what they are thank you for that yes the yeah the energy that they so carry and the the archetype of of you know the masculine and the feminine but of course yeah we we each carry carry both and they're always doing a dance so 
You think about, you know, when we speak to this plant being the grandmother, well, I think of, you know, my grandmothers in my life. And although they're very sweet, they can also, you know, um, speak. Mushrooms are the little children, the children, and they are amazing teachers as well. But they teach in this funny or or, or happy way, even though sometimes can be like very hard as well but in general they are the children right yes i love that mm-hmm. mm. so, <laughs> beautiful. beautiful medicines yes absolutely so beautiful medicine um i would be curious to <laughs> I'm saying curious so much because I'm always, I'm always so curious, curiosity. I think that's also a, yeah, uh, energy that I really feel with the, the, the mushroom medicine is, is curious like a child, you know, but (laughs) to, uh, you know, you, you serving the medicine and, and over these many years being in ceremonies with, um, mothers and pregnant mothers, you know, mothers, becoming mothers and mothers um, breastfeeding. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I think there's many Western ideas um, of what is dangerous, you know, for a pregnant woman and, and, you know, some medications that apparently are, are not dangerous at all, but yet a medicine of the earth is, is, you know, no, 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 like stay, stay away from this. And, and I think mm-hmm. after this discussion, even like we can really sense how how this um, you know hallucinogenic is truly a medicine. You know, it, it comes from the earth. It is is a, such a gift to us and an ally. So, yeah, if you could speak to your experience of being in ceremonies with mothers, and if you consider it safe and if you have anything to share about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I've been told that um, for uh, Occidental people, or specifically, not, not, not Occidental people, specifically people, women that is their first time with the medicine, I wouldn't invite them to sit in medicine before they got five months pregnant. Okay. And the reason why it's because it can be very like, you know, like. uh, Overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming, exactly. And that, because of that, because you don't know what is this and because you can feel fear and because your body can get into this huge stress, that can, could start them the um, contractions and you could you could have something that you don't want in the in the uh, early pregnancy when women are familiar with medicine there is no problem but i want always be careful with the amount of music of of medicine because i always do that no matter what you know i like uh to be very careful with the doses because um, 
it's really easy to get drunk with the medicine, to, to get like lost with the medicine as well. If you, it's very easy for us to start to lie ourselves again and again and here and there and everywhere. So for me, it's better to try to be in, in sovereign while we are doing the medicine. And um, yeah, because we want to find ourselves. We don't want to get lost. So it, more with women in, in pregnancy, because there's another life there. I really like to be very careful with the doses. Um, and even when mothers are now after uh, the the um, birth and they bring the baby and they're feeding the baby, I always receive them. It's beautiful, the connection and the um, awareness of the relationship. So many things happen and we cannot realize that because we are blocked. And the connection with the baby and all what happens is so huge and so amazing that the medicine allowed us to see and to feel really have the, you know, the complete certain that this is real. These energetic connections are not energetic, are real are deep and strong. So when mother is feeding the, uh, the baby, you can tell how precious this awareness just rises and for the baby as well. So just so everyone knows, at this point in our conversation, uh, the internet had completely <laughs> dropped. Therefore, Luna and I hopped back on our call and she picked up uh, basically where she left off. There's a little bit of repeat here in answering the question, um, but yeah, I just wanted to include everything that she had to share and you know, we're all humans and as you can probably hear in the background, I do live in the jungle, so working with what we got. Okay. Here we are. <laughs> well, yes, I believe, I think, and I feel that is a blessing to have the opportunity to connect with the medicine, with the sacred medicine, while we as women are in pregnancy or um, feeding our babies or growing our babies. Uh, I just want always to be very careful with the doses, but that is something that I always do. Um, I believe that we, uh, yeah, that we can make our processes of healing processes in, um, with sovereign, you know, instead of, instead of get lost in the medicine or get crazy with the medicine. I want to bring uh, everyone to the awareness of the center and of this this place of 
yeah, sovereign, being like, okay, I know who am I, I know where am I, and from this place I can learn. That is one of my main uh, things with the medicine, even though I understand that sometimes we need something or a stronger experiences to to heal, but specifically with women in motherhood, I think it's really important to be, um, yeah, going go like slowly and with respect, but with so much uh, love uh, instead of fear. Because the medicine by itself is, you know, ayahuasca, now the science knows that ayahuasca can make connections in between neurons uh, or even bring new neurons to the to the brain you know new one born new baby neurons born with the ayahuasca so it's why that could be in any point dangerous uh no it's just health it's life it's um yeah, all what is um, about consciousness. It's what we are talking about, consciousness. So uh, I think it's precious when a mother can not just imagine the connection, the energetically connection that we have with our babies, but you can really have that that security. You, you can have that awareness in your soul and not just like a thought but in an experience and that's what the medicine uh brings um that you can feel you can feel the 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 connection in from consciousness not from unconsciousness unconsciousness is always there but bringing to consciousness is what the medicine helps us what is the meaning of the 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 um, Breathing, no, feed, feed, breath, feedback. No, feedback when you give. Oh, breastfeeding. Breastfeeding. Yes. Uh huh. When you are in breastfeeding, um, such an amazing things are happening in for both, not just for the baby, for you too. We all are, we both are in this uh, nurturing relationship and, and supporting each other. It's huge. It's amazing. And the medicine shows you that or allows you to realize those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I highly recommend the medicine with very careful doses. Don't do like doses that can bring you into this crazy places Uh because it's not a healing session it's not for healing something huge it's just for learning and to make the connections or not make the connections realize about the connections that are already there yes yeah (laughs) bring that deeper deeper awareness and you know of course women that are that are pregnant and on the medicine can also have these huge revelations and you know and can be experiencing a level of healing of their traumas but I think there's also a part of um of 
maybe a fear that comes up for some women in my experience, clients and women that I have worked with where they're almost afraid to do too much like healing of their trauma during the pregnancy because, oh, will this affect the baby or, you know, things like this. And so I'm wondering if you can speak to that because, you know, doing that clearing work before the baby comes into, you know, physical form and on this earth, I think it's a really amazing opportunity if, if there's still layers to come off, you know, before the baby arrives. So your thoughts on, on doing, you know, healing during pregnancy and, and releasing of traumas and is that impacting the baby or is that being, you know, released? So the baby doesn't have to experience it. Yeah, it's like when you have uh, dirtiness in your house, the house is dirty. So the cleansing, it's something good. It's not something bad. It's bad if you turn your head to the other side and pretend that everything is okay, but it's not okay. And you pretend that you are in peace and ready for your baby, but you're not. That is worse because then the baby, the baby is coming from the source. The baby is light. It's pure light. Nothing can hurt. And especially if this comes from the truth and for the love. Because when you are healing, you are knocking the doors of love and of light. Because that's a healing. Bringing that light to your life and be uh, aware of what's going on with your dirtiness. Mm -hmm. So uh, the baby will perceive where you are. And if you are pretending that everything is okay, but it's not, that energy of light, it's confusing for the baby. Uh because he he doesn't know what's going on and your face is trying to say everything is fine but not everything's fine so that it's a conflict that Uh can hurt the baby Uh but if you are like okay we are cleaning the house still some things here to take care of we are working working on that then the baby can actually be an angel to support your 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 process nothing to be afraid of because you are cleaning the house Mm. you are you are actually open the doors and open the windows and moving everything for the best for the better yes oh i love that so much yes thank Mm -hmm. you for that Mm. yeah it makes total sense there's another another question that was coming up for me and it is um, do you experience in some of your ceremonies people that are not yet parents and that have visions of their children this is something that I love exploring with people is their connection to the souls of their babies before they arrive yeah 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 several times the babies are that was my experience because that was what happened in the ceremony and that the baby just show up, not for me, but for other people it was amazing. They're like, yeah, the baby girl is here and she's ready for you. And I was like, wow. 
And for some other uh, women, mothers, they just can see or listen the voice or the face of the baby saying like, hey, mom, I'm here. I'm ready. I love you. And then after that, they get the notice that they are pregnant. Maybe they even aren't pregnant in that moment yet. That's the point. We are blocked, but we are, as human beings are so powerful. We have so many capacities that we are not using of understand or perceive all these multi-dimensions and all the way that this, this present moment is always happening. So it's not past, it's, there's not future. It's always the present moment and in different dimensions and levels, everything is happening already. So it's, we are blocked. That's why we cannot see that. But, but uh, the medicine helped us to start to see and start to feel and start to understand. That's why we can actually in a ceremony talk with somebody that already passed away huh. or, or things like that. So it's amazing. It's really beautiful. And it's really, yeah, I think we don't understand. Yeah, yeah we, we can't. We, our minds are, are, are very little to understand. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we're, you know, working with these uh, plant medicines, we're coming out of our, our logical mind, you know, and we're going into these deeper states of consciousness, you know, moving through one of my teachers speaks to this in, in birth and she'll actually come on for an episode as well, but how, you know, our everyday mind is, is in beta. And then we have alpha, which is where we're more in the, in the heart space and theta where we're in the soul and we're kind of going through our closet. Like you say, it's like cleaning the house. We're going through our subconscious closet and then Delta being this, this oneness, this universal consciousness. And so that theta Delta is like where we're accessing with the medicines. And although we are able to find those states without medicines, it's a tool. It's like, it's unlocking the door to help us get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much for speaking to that. And before we finish together, I'm, I'm wondering if there's, yeah, there's anything else that wants to be shared from your heart on, yeah, your, your mothering journey or your, your role of the ayahuasquera, the, the mother of the ceremony or, or anything else that, that you wish to speak to? Yeah, just, just a little, yeah, just a little uh, goodbye saying by myself that I'm, um, I know that I'm a student of human and that I am learning how to be a better woman, a, a better uh, mother and that in my heart the top of my dreams is to have a beautiful relationship with my daughter and that uh, I am learning I am learning to have a beautiful relationship with myself and from that I can be 
the mother that I would love to to be. You know, I want to be a good a good mom for my for my little beautiful uh, baby uh, always. And I understand that I'm a human being, and I need to keep learning and so happy to have these tools and yeah just keep having fun and walking with humbleness with respect enjoying this beautiful life so i send you all love and light and yeah try to be gentle with ourselves it's okay it's okay <laughs> everything okay. is okay don't worry <laughs> yes. i love when you say that it's like yes it is all yeah, okay. it's okay <laughs>